Picture this. You're 18, you finished your secondary school and need to start thinking about your professional life. Asia loves arts, so she decides to join the Brera Academy of Fine Arts in Milan to become a curator. Fast forward four to five years, and Asia is now graduated in fine arts, but something happened since her first years at university. I won't spoil the story, I'll just say stay tuned because Asia's job tale may help you look at your own path from a different light. Asia, you have the floor. After the high school, I moved to Milan because I found out a great academy of fine arts. I really love arts in general. I loved uh, literature and I started this journey and it was really amazing. Like Mm -hmm. it was mind blowing all many stuff I didn't know. It actually took four years for me to realize that it was really amazing. Right. Mm. At the same time, also thanks to the pandemic, it wasn't actually my like your calling yes it wasn't my call I really love art also today but at the same time I thought that everyone around me was so uh, focused on what they wanted to do on, on their future with their future and me I was like a fish you <laughs> know huge enormous large sea and I didn't know where to go what to do I just knew that uh, yes I loved what I was doing but it wasn't really a passion you know something Mm. to spend my life with it and become one thing with the thing that I was doing which is art right can you just say a couple of words about what you're supposed to study when you do fine arts, les beaux-arts. <laughs> when I was in university, I actually uh, studied a lot of stuff that it was connected to museography and all the world of actually museum. The, mm. So we study a lot of theories, a lot of history connected to the world of ancient Greek to the, to the most contemporary art. And okay. how to expose it. The, so um, doing a lot of of exposition and stuff like that. It was mm-hmm. really cool. It was extremely cool. But, you know, it was so general and so huge. And everyone actually took a specific way to keep going. And me, I was actually looking for something to attach myself uh, of all above all the things that I was studying, the first thing that I thought was doing a little bit of muse- museography. Mm-hmm. So I was starting to think about doing exposition and create stuff, but at the same time, it didn't really feel something that was taking my mind and and also giving a call to my art. And then, because you were comparing with your colleagues yeah. at university, and they were completely into into yes. their stuff, right? A lot, of their... my, a lot of my colleagues actually followed uh, some amazing things, such as medieval arts. And I know this girl that uh, she went to Bologna to study restoration of arts. Mm. 
Okay. So really everyone around me knew what they were doing. And me, yes, of course. I was studying, that's it. Yeah. But it, it felt really, really lonely to don't don't feel that kind of passion. Okay. And at certain moments uh, during the pandemic, I was so bored during the lessons. I literally spent my time actually cooking and not even listening to what the teachers would say. And mm. I started to uh, find out that it was so gratifying, so satisfactory. Mm-hmm. It was really a great satisfaction. And also the look on my my girlfriend, that the look on her face whenever <laughs> I, I cooked something. And I started to, to think, okay, that, that's actually cool. That's heartwarming, you know? Yeah. And I thought, okay, that's that's strange. Because <laughs> I'm I'm studying this thing. So I should follow this. But at the same time, I'm feeling all the sensation about food. <laughs> and I'm Italian. So it's kind of um, a stereotypical thing. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, it was really, really nice. And I started um, studying alone. I was uh, following all my lessons, all my classes. But at the same time, I, was, I started uh, some courses how to make bread, how to make pizza, and how to make, uh, um, yes, bakery in general, because it was really, really interesting uh, to know how to uh, develop something so great with, uh, with just the flour, you can make something so beautiful, so good, and it, it actually blowed my mind. So I started looking and looking and looking and studying all about it. And my, my journey with the university started to feel a lot of less, less interesting. I kind of let it go because mm-hmm. I felt that wasn't the right path. But I finished. I ended it, my diploma, and I'm, I'm really happy about it. But at the same time, I'm happy that I had the courage to change it. It was really difficult, actually. It was difficult? Yes, it was really, really hard. I had to talk to my parents. I felt that I have to explain to everyone around me why I chose to do this, why Mm. I changed everything, and what happened to my mind. Okay. The first explanation was that Everyone in Italy during the pandemic started to do to do bread, and I actually kept going. So <laughs> it was really frustrating for me uh, keep going with something that I wasn't actually passionate at all. Hmm. And cooking, because you still had uh, two more years, right, from the pandemic to finish your study. Yes, I actually fell in a little depression because I was feeling so much pressure from the society, from myself, mm. because I thought that I will, I should keep kept going uh, like everyone around me, like every colleagues, and I was do, I wasn't doing it. And I felt a lot of pressure for mm. it. And it was really hard at the beginning. But after, I think, five months after the pandemic, after that I uh, kept studying, 
bakery and kept exercising myself with a little bit of recipes and just mixing some stuff. We discovered that it was really my my path, my journey. Awesome. And and so basically now from the pandemic, uh, so the, not not everything was bad for, of the pandemic, let's no, say. No. For you it was an eye opener and I can imagine I can picture you while listening to the classes, the art classes on the laptop, you making a focaccia on the side. That, that's actually how it was. It <laughs> we have a, a a great image in my head. I I am sitting on the table. I just I got so bored of the of the lesson that I I woke up I, I just said okay I'm, I'm going to do a bread I'm just uh, never do it but I'm going to try and I was cooking while listening to it it was so boring <laughs> <laughs> and so the whole world of bakery is like is is this where you see yourself uh yes and also no okay I, I so- really uh, Excuse me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Please, please go ahead. I have questions later. I actually think after this experience, after uh, to uh, having took so much pressure on my shoulders, and that it's kind of cool having so much experience has a baggage. There's something that you can achieve, uh, let it grow, and also share with the others. So yes, I'm now doing bakery. I'm now a baker, actually uh, an apprentice. Yeah. But at the same time, I love art and I love a, a lot of other stuff. And I actually want to mix it up because I want to create a space that it's inclusive with everything that makes me comfortable. And I hope that will make comfortable others. And such as, for example, I would love to open a bakery where you can have breakfast at the same time, listen to a workshop, do a workshop on how to create a terrarium for plants or to do pottery <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, it's kind of difficult, but I really enjoy this idea of create a space where you can actually mix everything up and do not exclude um, everything else mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be so specific life I actually love to be generic and yes uh, a melange melange <laughs> yeah a mix a great mix of color on a white board yeah that's great and because now you are studying and working at the same time you're doing an apprenticeship uh, what is it called in France because you're in Lyon now right in France uh, yes. when... I okay. moved to Lyon five months ago and yeah. I actually had the, the fortune to find a great job with a great equipe a great squad <laughs> I don't know how to say it <laughs> But uh, yes, actually, right now I'm I'm just working in a bakery, and in a month from now I will start CAP. That's actually a school where you learn how to do bakery and patisserie. Awesome. And is it something that you can then use anywhere in in Europe, for example, once you have your CAP? I actually don't think so, but I will make it so. 
I actually don't think that the CAP would be useful or... Uh, mm, okay, so you won't be able to use it like in Italy or in other countries. Yes, but okay. at the same time, for example, in Italy doesn't exist really a school for cooking. There is the ALMA, that it's a, a cooking school where you can learn different stuff, but it's mm. a kind of academy and it's uh, private. The CAP in France, it's actually something public that you can go also when you finish your college studies. What do you do when you're, um, when you're learning now? What, what are you learning? Uh, right now, I'm actually working alone after only two months and it's kind of amazing. And I'm uh, basically doing every kind of preparation for the day uh, after for the bread of the of the shop so okay. I, we kind of launch seven type different breads we do also croissant and uh, pâtisserie in general uh, in general uh-huh. and yeah that's kind of like it and probably for the next month i will do something more i will become a tourier it's a person that actually it's um uh, charge of everything that involves i actually don't find a word in english to say this because i don't think it it exists it's okay. uh, uh, ah, okay yeah. like all the all the different uh you know croissant and things that are maybe yeah. breakfast stuff for breakfast us in Italy. breakfast stuff breakfast stuff <laughs> breakfast stuff and um it's not easy i think to 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 learn how to do all this right no it's actually not easy at all it's a lot of chemistry it's a lot of mathematics there is a colleague really mine. yes and that that's for me it's a it's a torture but <laughs> That's I'm so passionate about it that I don't care that I don't know anything in math. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> exactly. But there is a colleague of mine that once told me that for him bakery is a mix of logic and a bit of, a little bit of fortune. <laughs> it does really depends on what you do, but also it's uh, it's cold outside if uh, you did actually make something good if you forgot the salt if you if you uh, spent five hours doing something but you didn't make it good and it's really really a mix of everything and it's kind of beautiful it's something so simple but at the same time so huge yeah so you're you're becoming really an expert uh, more and more of about uh, bread flour and yeast yeah. i imagine that that's i guess also the magic of bread like this yeast yeah. that can we don't actually it. now in the bakery i'm working right now we don't actually use beer yeast the, mm. the one that you usually buy in supermarkets but yeah. we usually uh, use sourdough sourdough okay sourdough. which is what is sourdough compared to yeast magic sourdough that, <laughs> um, in general uh, sourdough it's a mix of flour and water that you make ferment for mm-hmm. one day or more 
and you actually refresh it each one day that you use it. And that's it. That's really the simple thing. And after that, and, and thanks to that, you can make really some magic. Each day we use, I think, 20 kilos of sourdough. Oh, wow. Yes, it's a lot, but uh, really cool. <laughs> and how many kilo of bread, for example? Oh, that's uh, that's really hard to say. Um, so yeah, it depends on each day, but I think we, I can tell you how much flour we use. And <laughs> okay, a lot. It's uh, eight hundred kilos per day. <gasps> wow, and it's all organic, huh? Yeah, I remember it's you told all me. bio, and it's great. I will actually go to um, uh, how do you say it? A moulin. Moulin. It's uh, a meal. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we will go to uh to the meal that pr- produced the the flower for us. Okay. And we will learn a lot of things about grains and all that it's um that contains this word. So I'm okay. really grateful and I'm actually learning a lot that you can not only be a baker but you can be for example a teacher or a person that uh, explains to you a tutor of flower. Uh-huh. Go around and explain to others which kind of flowers better for uh, some kind of uses. That's amazing. Like amazing. Some people think that the bigger job is something so basic sometimes, or something so simple. But yeah. at the same time, it's huge. It actually, it actually hide a lot of stuff. And, yeah, and a lot of secrets. That's actually cool. Each day with clients, uh, they ask, ask us, oh, how do you make this? this it's fabulous. But we, we won't tell. <laughs> you won't tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and never it's, really it's secrets. <laughs> it's so funny because I remember when I was living in South Africa, there was this one guy who had a bakery. Uh, he would make bread in the morning from 6 a.m. till 11.30. He would sell off all of his bread and then he closes the shop and he goes surfing and that was the best job ever yes, i found that's amazing a, a balance of uh, yeah your your life your work Our and hours life. a little bit more strict yeah <laughs> and right now i'm not not actually doing any kind of strange hours uh but Yes, it's actually really, really odd. I yeah. Yeah, I usually w- wake up during the week at oh, 10 o'clock and I end my, my shift at 7 p.m. Okay. But during the weekend, I woke up at 3 a.m. <laughs> oh, that's hard. <laughs> yeah, that's hard, but that's also kind of nice. You know, you, you go, you wake up and everyone is, um, is sleeping and you enter. I every morning uh, during the weekend I I open the door of the bakery and I smell this amazing <laughs> Yes, it's it's kind of amazing. It's um it's refreshing the the smell of the bread. So yeah. I'm actually really happy. And at three <laughs> AM we open and everyone is happy. <laughs> Are you do you think you're gaining weight now that you're uh, in the oh, bakery world? I actually think I actually think that I lost a lot of weight because yeah. each day I carry uh, 25 kilos. Uh, multiply that for 
a lot of oh really yes <laughs> so it's it, very physical yeah it's it's a labor actually <laughs> it's kind of a labor but um i don't need to go to the gym right now so yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a great uh, great combination yes. and are there difficult parts of your job that you find that you need to improve or that you find it hard or complicated i don't know i have no idea because i i've never done this job but i mean from the yeah the, the maybe the physical part or the timing i think the the most difficult and hard part it's it's the timing and also the the physical preparation of the stuff because you actually have to do the the preparation and everything it has to do in a certain way such as for example if you have to create volume in a bread i actually think that timing and preparation it's kind of art that's the most difficult part it's not so much the um, the physical part you know it's mm. yeah it's hard every day because it's really um, it's um it's kind of odd working with such gains and heavy stuff but at the same time timing and uh, the, the preparation in itself yes so the measures like the propor- proportion no, it's not the proportion and uh, i I I really think that I I, I will kind of make an example. Uh, yeah. Today I have to make some kind of bread, and we usually use some kind of sh- sheets to pose it and to make it repose and to sleep a little bit like a baby. And you actually yeah. have to close it. You have to close the dough to create volume, and that's yeah. really difficult because if you actually um, don't make it right mm. it doesn't sort out well so it's really really difficult and the, the timing also each day i i check every five seconds the the clock because i really have to make sure that everything is doing it's in the right order yeah because basically you're folding you're folding yes, the, the bread on, on itself yes Okay. You actually make some folds to create volume, elasticity, and and the the, the dough has to be plastic also. Yeah, it has to breathe inside. Yeah, yeah. That okay. has to um, have a lot of air inside. Yeah. Okay, and that, so that's the most difficult part, right? Yes, that's, it's it's, it's it, because you never know what you will do, and each day is different. You have different. to control mm. the weather, you have to control the temperature of everything, you have to control the timing, and you never know how it's going to sort out. Mm. So it's up to us. It's for that that my colleague says that it's kind of luck. Yeah, You never know. It's superstition. That's it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to try to try your bread, oh, as, yeah. Really <laughs> and uh, what? So for the future, you know, you you still need a, what a year to to finalize your yeah. apprenticeship and to, to actually work at the bakery. And have you given any thought for afterwards? You know, you have the the goal or the idea of opening your own place. Uh, would you like to f- still do some more apprenticeship or working elsewhere before you you do your step? Yes, of course. Actually, every day I watch my boss and 
it's really difficult to think about opening something if I have to become so stressed. <laughs> okay. But at the same time, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a dream because, yeah, it will take one, uh, one year and a half to finish my studies here and also to end my appren apprenticeship. Yeah. And after that, yes, of course, I will, I will keep going with me making a lot of experience. I actually want to go back to Milan. I mm -hmm. find out that there are great bakeries in Milan and I oh. actually sell myself better doing this experience here in France. Yeah. And after Milan, who knows? Who um, knows? Yeah. Um, Maybe another country. <laughs> yes, absolutely. My really dream is to open something that sells uh, vegan stuff. So vegan products. Vegan. And mm. that, that's, uh, it's a kind of um, a red string for me, the inclusivity of all. So yeah. sell vegan products, learn how to be inclusive in a lot of stuff, such as, for example, being able to have a crew of people that know ALS, uh, the language, the sign language. For ah, okay. Yeah. Make a, a place that it's um, available. I don't know if it's the right word uh, mm -hmm. for disabled people and for people that are allergic allergic to gluten. Uh, okay. They're vegan and stuff like that. I really, really want to be free and have fun with it. I spent my inclusive. last year of university so much. Um, I, I was really sad. Because I thought that uh, society uh, expects you to be to follow one way straight, and that's it. And mm. that, it's not like that. So mm. I really want to have fun with it and with my my journey. Yes, and I wish you all the best. And I want to interview you uh, three years from now. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, and see where you are and how far you're in in your dream. Because I'm sure that uh, it will become true. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm your uh, best supporter, <laughs> your most fervid supporter. Thanks so much, Asia. Have a great day. It is not easy to change path whether you're 20, 30, 40, or 60 years old. Parental pressure, peer pressure, general expectation from society, or the feeling you might be wasting your time if you decide to deviate from your given course. Like Asia says, life is not a one-way street. She took the courage of changing route, she moved abroad, she started a new course, and so far, so good. I look forward to my future interview with Asia three years from now.